Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's this very special friendship between this 66-year-old dresser and the 93-year-old monarch. There's a bit of a code in the palace that when the queen is popping out, it's it's often to go and have a chat with Angela. She knows that people want to see her and, and how lovely that she's willing to dress in a way that, that makes people happy. Hi there, and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that takes us behind the scenes of palace life. I'm Zoe Burrell, and today we'll be talking about the Queen's special friendship, the trick that saves the monarch's modesty, and why she's refusing a much-needed operation. Joining us today to share her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Anne. I'm very excited to be talking about my favourite royal. I know, the Queen. We all love her. (laughs) I know. We spend so much time talking about Meghan and Harry (laughs) and Kate and William and all the other ones, and we sometimes forget the real linchpin of the whole (laughs) organisation. Yes, well, it's come to light about the Queen having a very special connection with one of the members of her staff. Yeah, I love the story. So uh, we've all known, well, I've known about Angela Kelly, who was a former fashion designer and PA, who has an incredibly strong strong bond with the Queen. And we often see her when when uh, the Queen went to uh, the Vogue fashion show with Anna Winter. Angela was sitting t- on the other side of the, the editor and she's been in the Queen's life since 1993. She started as a dresser uh, working for the Queen after working as a housekeeper for a British diplomat. But what's not really known about the two of them uh, is that there's this very special friendship between this 66-year-old um, dresser and the 93-year-old monarch. And to, to such an extent that people sort of say that she's almost like another sister to uh, to the Queen after she lost her, her real sister, Margaret. Uh, sort of there's been some conversation about Angela recently because the Queen has apparently given her permission to write a book about their their friendship and very little is known about it, although that uh, Angela Kelly did say back in uh, 2007 that we are two typical women. We discuss clothes, makeup, jewellery. We say, would this piece of jewellery look nice with that outfit and things like that? Um, she she has gone on to say that that at times her closeness to the Queen meant that she this caused jealousy among other members of staff, and she once jokingly said, "I don't have any more room for knives in my back." And she sort of said, "I don't know why the Queen seems fond of me, but because I don't give her an easy time." So she's obviously <laughs> quite rigorous in what she what she says. But apparently, it, there's a bit of a code in the palace that when the Queen is popping out, it's it's often to go and have a chat with Angela, and apparently they can be heard in a in a um, in a sitting room laughing their heads off over a cups of Darjeeling tea um, or at Angela's uh, grace and favour home at Windsor, which the monarch gifted to her. And um, apparently they just have a hilarious time together. They talk about everything and anything from grandchildren and great-grandchildren to new brands of makeup. They're very close and the Queen regards her as an absolute touchstone, not just on matters of fashion, but on matters of life. I mean, she's her window to the world. What's interesting is that... um, 
is that Angela is a scouser. You know, it's, it's kind of uh, a working class area of, of of Britain, and here she is in this in this very posh environment. And her her former husband has said she always wanted to work for royalty, and that uh, you know her relationship with the Queen is is very close, and that she's very dedicated. And she, you know, one of those roles, one of the key components of the role, obviously, is being able to keep a secret and being loyal. And she's clearly done that for for decades now. Hasn't she just? I love that, though, because we always think about the Queen and her grandkids and her family. We never sort of think about her just you know, having a cup of tea with her girlfriend. I know. And, and, you know, you wonder who they are. I mean, there's obviously been lots of staff over the years, but it's lovely that she has this close relationship, particularly since she did lose her mother and sister um, very, very quickly and very close together to have women in her life. I mean, as as you as you see when you watch The Crown, which of course is a fictional um, uh, retelling, a, a dramatic telling of, of the Queen's story, you do see how isolated she is sometimes, how she has to make the hard decisions, how she she operates sort of as a one rather than as a team. So to have people that she trusts must be in, incredibly soldering for her when she's when she's having to make having to live a life that's not collaborative. She has to make you know the way that she lives is that she makes decisions, she implements those decisions. Some of those decisions have been incredibly hard, particularly in previous decades in relation to her family and the constraints of tradition. Obviously, that's softened now, and and she's adapted very well to that. But but to have people that you can lean on in that sort of role must be must be a great comfort. Yes, exactly, because it must be so hard to find those people as well. Oh well, you know, you're not paid a lot. Those roles, you, you know, we think that they're paid a lot. I think it has to be a, a, a job for love and loyalty. Yeah, but it's also not just the Queen that respects Angela, is it? There's a special trick that she's passed on to other family members. That's right. So Kate, um, the Duchess of Cambridge, has uh, taken Angela's advice. I mean, she's a, Angela's worked for the monarchy since 1993. She knows what can go wrong on a royal tour. She knows what the wind <laughs> can do to address, and that's the little tip that she gave Kate. Was is sewing weights into the hems of your dresses, particularly on tours when you don't know what the weather's going to do. And and so what the, the little um, the little weights in the hems does is hold the dress down, and it means that that you know. It, Whereas the rest of us, wind flies yes, and it goes I was up. I mean, say, I'm quite fond of yeah. flowy dresses. Yes, but you need to sew. There's been a few moments yeah, where exactly. It's gone up. So you need to sew some little weights or some coins or something into your hem. <laughs> so you can do that in the time that you're not, you know, producing a magazine, a podcast, and various other things. <laughs> yes, I'll have to try and find time for that one. <laughs> Back to the Queen's fashion. There's a reason why she always wears such bright, vibrant colours, isn't there? That's right. In fact, Angela Kelly has talked about how the Queen does love clothes and, and is a real expert on fabrics, even though a lot of commentators say that she's, you know, she's not exactly a fashion icon. And Angela Kelly actually said, it's not been a question of me teaching the Queen, it's been the other way round. And that's corroborated by Sophie, the Duchess of Wessex, who is the wife of Prince Edward, in a documentary uh, in 2017 called The Queen at 90. She talked about how the Queen always chose bright colours um, she she likes them, but the reason Sophie explained was that she needs to stand out for people to be able to say, I saw the Queen. And you can understand that. So she said, don't forget that this is Sophie's words, that when she turns up somewhere, the crowds are two, three, four, ten, fifteen deep, and someone wants to be able to say they saw a bit of the Queen's hat as she went went past. Hence why she does wear these electric colours. I mean, we've seen her in limes and these bright citrons and these, I um, mean, you know, these pinks that you don't know, they must come from another planet. They're so they're so bright. But 
that's the reason that she she doesn't wear those colours and and she never wears beige. Apparently, I mean, of course, when she's in Balmoral and there's tweeds and you know stockings <laughs> and a bottle green cardigan because she's not on show then. But but she, I love the fact that she feels very dutiful to the public and that she wants to be seen. She knows that people want to see her, and and how lovely that she's willing to uh, dress in a way that that makes people happy. I think that's a very clever trick for her mm. to use. Yeah, I think so. And and, and look, it's interesting because Meghan Markle's recent tour, she wore much more muted clothes and it was deliberate. It was it was to not bring attention to herself. And she's someone that prefers blacks and navies and those sort of bottle greeny colours, not, not the stronger bright colours. Um, I kind of like that she's going about it her own way. Uh She's very much about the message, but the Queen is is the is the head of the monarchy. People are much more interested in what she stands for than necessarily half the time what she says. Even though I think she's incredibly funny, and some of her exchanges on the documentary with uh, Sir David Attenborough were really really funny. So she's we often don't give give her credit for her wit. I don't think. <laughs> and of course, we've seen her in nearly every colour of the rainbow. But is there a colour that she wears more than others? Well, I was going to say to you, Zoe, will you guess the colour? But you've seen my notes probably, <laughs> so you know. So let's ask Dennis. Dennis, what colour do you think the Queen wears more than any other colour? Um, Dennis, of course, is our think. podcast genius. Would it be yellow? Sorry. Oh. Sorry, no. hopeless. See, don't ask man. <laughs> okay, the, the colour the Queen wears most is blue and once there was a some number crunching that went on on her wardrobe for a year and she wore blue 29% of the time, green 11% and then pinks and purples were cl- followed closely. I'm not sure where yellow fitted in the mix, Dennis, uh, <laughs> but she does wear yellow. So um, um, everything from primrose to sort of a, a citric acid kind of colour, doesn't she? So she wears all colours but she particularly likes blue, obviously to go with her blue eyes. Oh, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) (laughs) And what, of course, because she's wearing sort of new coats and different hats all the time, what happens to her clothes once she's done with them? Mm, That's interesting, isn't it? Well, she actually gives them away. She first gives them to her dresses, so Angela Kelly, and and she has a whole team of dresses, and they're given the option of either wearing the clothing or selling it. But if they choose to sell it, there's a strict condition, which is that they must um, make sure that there is no uh, labelling on the clothes or anything that would connect them with the Queen. So it has to be, uh, there has to be no identification of them as is pieces. Apparently, though, there was one piece that uh, one uh, jacket that was taken to a, uh, a vintage show, secondhand shop in near Sandringham, and apparently it didn't sell. <laughs> That was really funny. As if, you know, the Queen's, you know, probably thousands of pounds for the, the coat or, uh, and, and it just, it, you know, languished in the, in the, I'm sure it ended up in the two quid bin in the end. But um, I thought that was very funny. Oh, no. Because you'd think someone would love to say they have a I coat know, I have by the, the Queen. Queen's coat. I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, anyway, shows that even royalty can't shift their clothes. <laughs> well, there you go. And sort of moving away from her clothes, we've heard that there's a clever trick that happens to make sure the Queen isn't poisoned. Yes, I've read about this just at recent, recently. At royal events, what happens is uh, obviously you've got all these dignitaries. Uh, there's fear that the monarch could be uh, the victim of 
of a poisoning or, or, or that sort of sabotage. So what happens is when um, the meals are created and plated up, her page boy actually chooses which plate is going to be delivered to her. So it's not as if the chef goes, okay, this is the plate for the queen and this one is for the the um, the dignitary from Saudi Arabia and this one is for the man from Thailand. It actually is the page boy that goes along, looks at all the plates, just picks one randomly. And this is the reason for this is that so the the monarch couldn't be poisoned, which I think is a really interesting <laughs> way of going about things, but pretty smart as well. It means, you know, keeps make sure she's safe. <laughs> Why anyone would want to poison the queen, though? I mean, I she's know. hardly doing us any harm, is she? <laughs> but it definitely sounds something like out of Macbeth or a movie. I know it's weird, isn't it? But there's all these sorts of protocols behind the scenes that some of them fall by the wayside, but not many that, you know, the way that the Royal family runs and is, uh, is very bound by tradition. And, you know, I'd love to know how far that one goes back, probably back to King Henry the eighth, which if you were the page boy, then you'd be having, having to choose a lot of plates because of course we know he loved his food. Um, But yeah, interesting thing to know. Isn't it? Yes. They've always had those tricks throughout history too. I've heard that's why you Cheers your glasses. Oh, really? Well, I didn't know that. Tell us the that day, one. Back Is... in the day, they say that you used to do a cheers so the beer would fill between everyone's glasses. So oh. not one glass could be poisoned because they'd all be sharing. That's true. <laughs> there you go. Well, there, I yeah. didn't know that one. There you go. Thanks, Zoe. Perhaps you do the podcast no next week. <laughs> no, that sounds really interesting. Oh, look, I'd love to. I think a book on all those little details behind the uh, behind the rules. There actually is a documentary coming out on, uh, I think, the Queen's Kitchen. So I think that's where or life in the royal palaces. So we'll we'll be talking about that in the future, I'm sure. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> And finally, we've heard the Queen needs an operation, but she's been putting it off. That's right, Zoe. She needs a knee operation. Uh, she's had an operation on her knee before, uh, and uh, she, but she does need another one. And actually, at the Chelsea Flower Show earlier this year, she talked about how it was causing her a bit of pain. Um, but she's very, very – so back in 2003, she underwent a minor operation on her right knee at the King Edward VII Hospital to remove a torn cartilage. Um, But right now it's troubling her again and she's refusing to take time off to get surgery. The reason being is that with the country in turmoil over Brexit, she doesn't want to step away. She feels very much that that she is a sort of grounding and guiding force at the moment, particularly when so much is going on, obviously, with uh, with Boris Johnson and the, and the multiple um, issues facing the British at the moment. So she keeps putting it off. Obviously, she does need to have um, the surgery. Um, who knows when it's going to be? But um, people say that, uh, that you know, that her generation, her and you know people from her and Philip's generation, battle through problems and carry on, and she doesn't like to cause a fuss. But presumably, if if the pain, the knee did cause too much problem, um, she would obviously go and have that operation. But look, in the past, she had a cataract operation, and she was out wearing sunglasses, didn't miss a single royal duty, just got on with it. So, very stoical, our monarch. Isn't she just? She's marvelous. I think she's wonderful. And I really <laughs> enjoyed talking about her today. <laughs> I know it has been a pleasure and it's been great chatting to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Zoe. And thank you for your extra special (laughs) bits of information about the royals that I didn't even know. Fun fact I had for you today. Well done. (laughs) And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of the latest New Idea Royals monthly on sale Thursday. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.